when you go out on stage and you're talking, it can be a pretty natural thing to do. You just get up on stage, you just start talking. It's not really a big deal. And the problem is, as you start talking, you think, oh, this is no big deal. Yeah, we're just talking. No problem. And as you go on and talk, and talk about different things as you're up there, you can move from just kind of having some sort of thing that's useful for your audience to something that's more like a psychological encounter group. The audience starts thinking, geez, an interesting story, but isn't this something you should be telling a psychiatrist or somebody in the mental health field because I don't really get what he's talking about. When I went out on stage and started talking, this sort of thing started to happen. It's just I knew I wasn't connecting with the audience. I knew I wasn't really getting in there. And I didn't really quite know why. I kept thinking, okay, well, I'm up there. I'm talking. So why isn't it working? Why isn't some sort of connection happen? And it's just I started to think it's actually while on stage. You ever have that moment where you're on stage and you're looking at the audience, you're thinking, this isn't going well, and you start kind of going in your head and think, okay, well, why isn't this going well? And then what's the matter? And what do I need to do to make it get better? And you start thinking those sort of things. And as I got up in front of people and talked and it wasn't working, more and more that happened. This, this idea just kind of came in, invading and just taking me away from the whole experience. And I didn't know quite what to do. It's one of those challenges where you're sort of thinking, okay, well, yeah, I mean, I'm supposed to be talking to people, and I am. But it's not really making a difference. It's not really translating anything. It's not really going anywhere. So how do you get better at that? How do you improve that? How do you make that, fix that? Well, fortunately I knew a guy called Bob. And Bob is about, eh, he's tall, blonde hair. He's a professional speaker. And one day we were in Starbucks, I was chatting with Bob. I said, Bob, I get up on stage and I just, it's just not really making that, that connection with the audience. And Bob asked me about something I never thought about. He said, Tim, what's your energy like on stage? I said, Bob, what do you mean, what's my energy like? Well, what's your energy like when you're out there presenting to the audience? Now, I've never heard anything about energy. And maybe you're in the same situation, too. You never thought about energy yet. You're thinking, Tim, I don't know what energy is. So what really is it that makes it? And Bob starts saying, well, Tim, what do you think it is that people connect with or don't connect with when you're up there on stage? Well, Bob, I never really thought about it. Well, Tim, it's, it's that energy you have. It's that energy you bring to it. It's energy, the way you use that energy. And over a series of several meetings, Bob started kind of laying out to me how this energy thing works and what it's really about, what it really, what it really means. And he brought up things I hadn't really thought of before. And it kind of changed the way I looked at speaking. It was really useful and helpful 
going forward and really helped develop and build my sense of a speaker and a sense of what I was supposed to be doing up there. He brought up things I just never thought about. And that's the advantage about going to somebody who knows something is they know something and you can learn something from that. So today you're going to learn about energy, about different types of energy and ways to use that energy when you get up there and the benefits of using that energy because when you start using your energy well that's when you make the connection with the audience that's when the audience says aha it's when the audience kind of gets and says alright yeah I'm, I'm with you there I, I know what you're saying I, I've been there I feel that I know that so in getting deeper into that and deeper more into understanding understanding energy will make you a better speaker so it was a week later and hadn't run into Bob yet but I was getting up there in front of people and, and as I got into it different ideas would kind of go into my head you know you get on stage and you just you feel like your mind just, just wanders it just kind of goes in different places and because of that you can get up there and just not really know what's going on and so that was a situation mine was kind of wandering and going different places and I wasn't quite certain what to do about it and I hadn't talked to Bob in a while but I knew it was something he's gonna gonna bring up I, I knew it because because of not being able to really be aware of what was going on it just started to kind of that sense of losing it. it's almost like before I even got up on stage there was a sense of this is just not gonna go well I, I'm not gonna make it I'm not gonna make this connection here this, this isn't gonna work maybe you've done that to yourself maybe you've psyched yourself out before you even get up there and that was happening pretty regularly. I get up there and it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm up there. There I am, and now what? Now what am I going to do? What am I going to bring? What do I really bring to the table? What, what really helps me up here? And it just made me kind of reluctant to even go up there at all and, and say anything. And then later on, I gave, actually gave Bob a call and said, Bob, we got to meet at Starbucks. I, I've got some questions. Uh, talking about this energy thing you're talking about. I said, okay, Tim. So we got there at Starbucks. And we were sitting down and drinking a cafe lattes. And I said, Bob, you were talking about this energy thing. And I find when I go up on stage, just kind of all over the place. I'm not really focused, not really aware. And that's when Bob brought up the first energy principle. The first thing to really understand in energy. And to think about beforehand and think about during and thinking about when you're up there on stage. And he just asked me point blank. He said, Tim, when you go up on stage, what are you thinking? Bob, thinking? Yeah, Tim, thinking. You see, thinking energy is really important. What's your thought energy when you go up there on stage? 
Because your thought energy can change everything. Bob, I think I know what you mean. I went up on stage, my mind was kind of all the place. Tim, that's exactly it. And Bob went on to explain that when you get up on stage, it's kind of too late. You really got to get your mind and your thinking going beforehand. And the most important thing in thinking is to think about not yourself or your looks or what's going on in your head or politics or whatever, but really to focus out on your audience and really consciously to be thinking about before you can get on stage of your audience. It's that thinking towards your audience, it's that thinking energy of your audience that's going to encourage and going to make possible that audience connection. You see, if you just kind of go up on stage and you're sort of thinking about this and that and the other thing and your mind's wandering all over the place, then you don't make that audience connection. But you're really thinking about your audience. We're thinking about, okay, we're going we're gonna to make this, this connection here. We're going to make this really happen. Then you get a new sense of, okay, now I've got something. Now I'm getting somewhere. Now I've really got my mindset with those people, and I'm really aware of what sort of things they may be thinking about, and I know that the speech I'm giving is going to help them because I'm really thinking on their level. I'm really thinking in line with them. And your thinking energy starts to connect with the audience, and the audience thinks, oh, okay, well, it's clear you're thinking about us. And that's a great first start. Just to get that thinking energy flowing out there, get that thought energy there, so that the audience thinks, okay, yeah, there's, there's something there. I'm going to pay attention to that. So that, getting that thinking energy flow would make you more certain and more aware and more confident on stage. Well, now I know that about thinking, the importance of thinking. This was great. I took this one. I said, okay, thinking. So beforehand, I was really thinking about what I'm doing on stage and where I was going and, and what was happening up there on stage. And it was good. I got much more aware, much more connected with the audience, and as I went up there and started to think things through, it really started, started to help a lot. So I got out there, and things started to flow, and it started to make that connection. I'm okay, this is good. This is really good. But then as I got out there and I stood in front of the audience, and this connection started to flow, I started to think about, okay, but... That's all right, but what do I do with these? You see, maybe you've had this trouble too. Hands have always been a challenge, but what, what do you do with them? Do you, do you keep them back here? When you keep them back here, people wonder, you know, what's, what's going on back there? And if you keep them here, well, people don't want to know what's going on there. So what do you do with hands? This began to say, well, what do you do with hands? And, and where do I stand? And, and, and how do I get, when I get up there and... And because I was thinking, all of a sudden these new thoughts started to occur to me. And where do I stand on stage? And, and do I move this way? Or, or do I move that way? And, and when do I move this way? And should, I, should I stand over here? Or, or maybe I should be standing over here? Or, or maybe I should stand in the middle? Or, or, or what really is the best place? And I started going through this kind of thing. And, and even though I was thinking about the audience, it just more and more I started thinking, okay, well, what do I do with the hands and with the movement on stage? And, and after a while I became, you know, kind of... Mr. Roboto up there. I, I didn't know what to do with my hands and didn't know what to do with my things and kind of like staggering around. <laughs> Once again, I had to go back in the well. <laughs> Bob would call, Bob! <laughs> Meet at Starbucks again. I said, all right, Tim, I'll be there. 
So there's Starbucks then, another double latte. They say, Bob, I'm on stage and, and I'm just kind of moving around and it's like, Mr. Roboto, what do I do? And that's when Bob gave me the second important energy principle. Something I was aware of, but he really put it into context. When he simply said, well, Tim, what's your physical energy up there? What are you going to do physically when you get up on stage? I hadn't been thinking about that. I mean, I was thinking about the audience, but I wasn't quite certain what I would do when I actually got there in front of the audience. This whole idea of physical energy kind of opened me up, and Bob started talking more about physical energy. Because just as there's a thinking energy, you've got to be thinking about your audience. At the same time, there's a physicality. The thing of the difference between speaking and reading a book is that you're actually there in front of the audience talking to that audience. There's a physical body there. With the book, the speaking, the sound comes in the audience's head. They have to create that speaker for themselves, to create that situation in their mind. When you're actually speaking to someone, it's you. It's your physical presence. It's your physical body on stage that they're looking at the whole time. And while you may be thinking along with them, that body needs to be in alignment too. So that physical energy. One of the simplest things to do with the hands, of course, is when you're not using your hands or just keep them at your sides. There's nothing the matter with having your hands at your sides. And in fact, that can look better physically and give you more physical energy of solidity, dependability, just to have your hands at your side as you're talking through things. And if you do move on stage, just make sure there's a reason for doing it. Nothing the matter if you stand on stage, just standing here. But if you want to say something like, I moved, I had this idea, and then I had a new idea, and then I had another idea, or you have three places on the stage for different ideas, that's perfectly fine. Or I moved from New York all the way to Los Angeles, move physically across the stage to indicate that you made this large move. That's fine, but it's a physical energy. And once you start becoming aware of your physical energy, that will give you a new sense of confidence and give the audience a sense of they're looking at something that has a purpose, a meaning, and that connects with them. Well, this was all very helpful and really, really useful. Because now I was thinking about what I was doing before I even got up on stage, that thinking energy to make sure, okay, what am I doing here? And, and really thinking about the audience and thinking about what's going on, thinking about my speech and thinking about how my speech is going to connect with the audience, that's really important to do. And I was doing that. And I was starting to feel that connection with the audience and it was great. And just thinking about those situations really was helping a lot. And then when I got up on stage, I'd also been thinking about what am I doing with my body, my physical energy. I need my physical energy. And I realized I don't have to do Mr. Roboto up on stage. It's silly. Just keep your hands on your side. Unless you really need to use them. And you need to use them, that's fine. Go ahead and use them. But if you don't, that's perfectly fine. Unless you've got a reason to say, I move from here over to here. It's great. But if you don't need to do that, you don't need to do that. So that was good. That was good. 
And so for a while, the, the thinking energy and the physical is good on stage. But then I started noticing that I'd get up on stage and I'd be thinking things, I'd be physical things, and it just, something was missing, somehow. And I wasn't sure what it was. I just got up on stage and it's like, yeah, okay, I'm talking to people, that's good, I'm thinking about them physically on stage. But then I'd do some talk on something and then, like, whatever, and I'll just do something else and then whatever and do something else and whatever. Maybe you've done that, you just kind of talk about whatever. When I talk about you get up there. And it just seemed like meaningless talk or meaningless talk and it just didn't really seem to be going anywhere. And that became frustrating. Because there's nothing really there. Nothing really going on. And these sort of talks just, they weren't doing it. They weren't making that, they weren't interesting me. Sometimes I could make a connection to the audience, but then only halfway through I just kind of gave up on it and said, oh, whatever. Well, once again, <laughs> you talk to my mentor, Bob. So there we are, back at Starbucks, double latte, sitting down. And Bob, I just, I'm not feeling it when I get up on stage or anymore. And then Bob gave me the final energy principle. Tim, what's your emotions like? What sort of emotional reality do you bring to this speech? Now, I'd never thought about emotions before. I just thought, you know, I'm thinking something, I'm physically doing it up on stage, that's good. But Bob went on to explain that Part of the speech, the really part that really keeps you going as a speaker, is that emotional reality you bring to it. Ideally, you're speaking about something you care about, something you're interested in, something you're passionate about. And it's that emotional energy that you bring to it that'll get you through that speech, and the next speech, and the next speech, and the next speech. And ideally, you'll pick something you like talking about, and you'll just keep talking about that thing. Bob explained that if you really get that emotional connection, you've got an emotional reality speech, you can do the same speech over and over again and get better and better and better at speaking that speech and just speaking in general because you're repeating that speech. But because you're strongly emotionally connected and you feel that, speech will get better and better too and be perfectly acceptable to listen to over and over again. You won't get tired of it. Your audience really won't get tired of it. Every time you're bringing that emotional energy to the speech. And when you start bringing emotional energy to your speech, you'll notice the difference. You'll go from, eh, I don't really feel like it this time, to, hey, I got something I want to talk about. It's important. You got to hear it. If I can't talk here, I'm going to find some other place to talk about it because it's that important. And that emotional energy fills you up. That drives you as a speaker. That more than anything, that, that real sense of, okay, I've Got this thing I gotta get out. It's really important. You gotta hear it. It's gonna transfer you. Transform my life. It's gonna transform yours. So bring that emotional energy when you're speaking. When you're doing a speech, it's easy to just get through there and just kind of go through the motions. But if you've been speaking for a while, you may find yourself just kind of 
losing interest, losing connections. So make sure you bring some energy to the speeches. And you bring energy to three different things. One is thinking. Just your thought energy. Putting your thoughts, your ideas, and really focusing in on the audience, really thinking about what does the audience want and what are they interested in? Well, what do they want to do? This thinking energy your audience will feel, will get involved with, get interested in, and it'll just kind of soak up into them. The more thinking energy you put into it, the more thinking you do about it before, and the more thought you have, the more once you get up on stage, the more that thought and thinking connects in with the people you're talking to. And they think, okay, yeah, you're thinking about me. I can feel it. I can feel you're definitely thinking about me. This is something I've been thinking about. Clearly you're thinking about it too. We're kind of thinking the same sort of thing. We're kind of thinking the same sort of areas. Simple, powerful way to get that energy connection between you and your audience about thinking. And then, remember physical. Remember, you have a body up there in stage. You have a physical body. That's really important because as opposed to reading, which is entirely takes place in a person's mind, there is no physical body. The people you're there are looking at you. They're looking at you physically as you're talking. So it's really important that there is a physical presence. Now, if you need to move, you move. But if you don't need to move, that's okay. In fact, a lot of times it's okay just to stand there, hands at your sides, and just talk. If you want to emphasize something, that's fine. Use an emphasis move. Great. You don't have to overdo it. You want to indicate something going through. Fine. You want to indicate a passage from one side to moving over to another side. That's all fine. All these things have to do with making you aware that you have a physical body. And the body of you should help your audience follow through your speech. All your physical movements should be about helping your audience and guiding your thinking of your audience through your speech. Then finally, all of these things aren't really going to work without that emotional energy. It's that emotional energy, that passion, that excitement you bring to the subject that brings it alive. Because that's the thing you don't get in a book. You can read in a book and understand what they're talking about, but you don't get the sense of the passion excitement, the energy of the, of the emotions. Whereas in real life, you easily can bring that out. Because there you are. And if you're passionate, you're excited, you're interesting about the subject, the audience gets that. They start thinking, oh, wow, this sounds really interesting. You seem to like it a lot. I probably ought to be interested in it too. It's that excitement, that energy that really helps make that connection, really helps everything flow in the speech. And that emotional energy really can help a lot. So I started using these things. started thinking about when I went on stage and using a sense of physicality, what I was doing with my body and how physical I was being, and making that emotional connection with my audience. Speaking improved, much better, much more aware on stage, and just things went better up, up there. The same thing can happen to you. Once you start being aware of your thinking and being aware of your body and being aware of your physicality and being aware of your emotions, you'll find that you start to transform as a speaker. You become more aware, more certain of things. You really become more aware of the audience.
And the more you practice that speech, the more you get out of your own head, get in the audience's head. The more you get out of your own body, get yourself in the audience's body. The more you get out of your own emotions, get yourself in the audience's emotions. And then that deep connection can happen. Because you're not just here reading a speech, you're going through something you've, you're reading. There's more to it than that that's happening. And it's that magic chemistry that happens when a speaker talks to the audience, the audience understands, deeply connects. And that's all about energy flow back and forth. And using these tips, you can have the same sort of energy flow and make a really deep connection with your next audience.